0: Log Talk Radio.
1: I'll hold it to the phone, to okay? The phone. Hello, everyone. This is Billy B.J. Jones, and I am here with my brother Nadine Tabs, and we are the Fight Talk Guys. This Friday, June eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Thank you for checking in with Fight Talk Guys this evening. If at any time you'd like to speak to us during this live podcast, please do so at 347-539-5372. Again, that number is 347-539-5372. And if you're a little shy and prefer to inbox us with your questions, comments, or requests, you could do so at Listen at gmail.com. Again, that is Listen at gmail.com. Right now, we're right, trying to no, get, get some technical, technical difficulties, difficulties addressed here, addressed here. So so it's okay. It's okay, okay. We're, we're going li- to live do live show, nonetheless. And that is and the that beauty is of, a of a live show. So, so Tonight's, tonight's topic, topic is on the, on the world, world figures. figures. Several, Several of you have come, you have in, come in, in and sent us some love on social media. Regarding the, topic, regarding the topic and we're super excited and anxious it. to be part of it. I think it's, I think super, it's super exciting, exciting, exciting that you, uh, are, providing uh, are providing us the us feedback, feedback on our fright talk guys. We, we appreciate that. that. Continue just to send you us the know, love and the, love love. the interest. And also, and also tonight's please topic, please just please for clarification, please, it reads please, as please, printed please, in bio as follows. Literature, movies, history and religion have depicted rules of underworld underworld realms or places. Who are the more are popular, the more popular leaders. Leaders. and their back, they're stories. back stories. And we're glad that you're we're joining like us tonight this, for an exciting episode. Again, that call in at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. And what we also ask is that you do the following. When you send when you your, send messages, your or messages, messages or questions to us, questions to us if you could tell you us can where tell you're where calling your from, from in terms, terms of geographic location, location that would help that would us a lot. So that way we're able we're to able show to you show some love and, some and, and see where you're at and your how, you're how, how you're how engaging with you us, whether it be through this live podcast or listening via Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google Play. Now, as I get my brother on the line here, hey, Nadine, I know you're coming. Try to You should be able to speak at this point.
0: I just want to make sure you're able to hear me. Are you able to hear me? Wait,
1: say that again. Okay, I, couldn't again I couldn't hear you.
0: Hear I said I just want to make sure you were able to hear me. Yes, I
1: yes, can hear you quite well. Quite well. <laughs> okay,
0: perfect. How are you, my friend?
1: I am I am excellent, and I'm, I'm glad so we, glad got, we this got this working. working. I'm trying not I'm to, trying to make to sure we get sure double, double feedback, feedback on the line, line here. here, here okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm what I am going to do, eye though, eye but I'm I, not I'm I was sure, going to try something different. something different. So in order,
1: so in order not order to get not, the feedback on back here so I can hear back you, let's see here. Because here. the mic cause is the mic picking is up well in the studio for me. So I'm good here. I can hear you, though. How are you, brother? How are you tonight?
0: I am good. I'm so looking forward to this show. As you know, I'm not in my usual location where – uh where we're usually where I do the show from. I'm a little bit uh, further out, you might say, because I am (laughs) in another state doing the show. So I'm doing the show from uh, the mountains of North Georgia today, actually. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to the show. I do want to take a moment and, uh, you know, got to give a lot of love. I know you mentioned earlier, Billy, that we're on Spotify, and Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. we have so many people listening to us and messaging us, throughout the two weeks when we're not having the show, it, it is amazing. So the, the, the outpouring of love is, is greatly appreciated. And, um, you know, what can we say? We have so many great things on the horizon. I want to give a shout-out to the Curtis Mansion that today on Instagram they were trying to find us uh, when we were at location. So uh, we got a lot of exciting things coming up, so a shout-out to the Curtis Mansion as well. But I'm um, looking forward to the show. I know we had a ton of questions rolling in. And the, the topic for today, Underworld figures, it's, it's a pretty vast topic, would you say, Billy?
1: It is. It is. <sighs> keep, keep, I got I this, got this I comment from one of my chat minds, um on Instagram. This lady yeah, thought, oh, Underworld. Oh, so underworld, you're talking about like about mafia, mafia and, mobsters, and mobsters? And I said no. Nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not the kind of Underworld we were talking about. That is now when we when we say the underworld, we're talking about underworld, creatures, underworlds, myths, gods, demons. That's what we're talking about. And when we say underworld, we're just talking about the world that is not within our realm, right? So literally mm-hmm. under
1: right? And also, so, many so, of the
0: many underworld, underworld figures, figures that we're
1: addressing, folks, are individuals who are, who mythological, are mythological or religious, religious, actually. And so, and so most of those are individuals are, such as Hades said, is Hades one of the more, popular, one of the more ones. popular ones. I actually have, I actually a, couple have a couple that are Arabic, Arabic or, Islamic rather, or Islamic, rather, that I like to bring, like as, to well. bring as well. And some, and that, are some that are Egyptian as well. There's some amazing, amazing stories behind each. I got a question. You're not getting back to me, are you? You're getting back in, okay. okay, I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna something. try something. Go ahead and go ahead and give, give your little, give history, your little history, history on that. On
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so based upon the various religions, right, and the different myths, each religion or belief um, structure has their own god of the underworld, and that could be Greek, Greek mythology, Egyptian uh, Egyptian history or mythology, Hinduism as well. So when we're talking about these. Things, when we say underworld, we, I know a lot of people just associate underworld with hell and the devil, but I think that that's a very basic concept of the underworld, because the underworld is supposed to be, as myths go, significantly larger than that, right? So in, for example, Greek mythology, you do not have the devil as the leader of the underworld. No, you actually have Hades as the one who is at the entrance of the gate of the underworld. And that is the, what the belief is that when you, you die, your soul, you leave your body behind, your soul goes to the underworld. And it's at the gates of the underworld where Hades, uh, where they determine who is the good person from a bad person. And, of course, if you're a bad person, you are admitted into the underworld, of course, against your, your wishes. But um, generally, that's what it's about. The different belief structures have a different idea of what happens to you after you die. And we think about this, and if these underworlds are something that do exist, because we know some myths can be true, I guess the question you would ask yourself is, if while we're living our lives right now, what, what is the underworld happening? What is the real deal? Do we know what the real deal actually is? Or not? Are we going based solely upon um, what we believe as a very basic concept of there's hell and there's the devil? But I, I want to say that it's a lot more complicated than that. Would you agree, Billy?
1: I do. And by the way, can you hear me well?
0: I can hear you much better. With no, I, I don't hear the echo now.
1: Okay, so this is great. So I'm going to try this really fast. Hold on.
0: And folks, as you're listening in, I know that uh, we've been working out some technical issues here, but I know we're you're you're anxious for the sh- the show to get rolling, and we're rolling along. We're still accepting your questions. You guys can obviously hear us because your questions are popping in as as we're speaking. So we know that that's a good thing. And um, I don't. I know that a lot of people say, well, you know, people have their different beliefs, and then some people don't believe in anything at all, right? So somebody says, well, I'm an atheist, whatever it is, and that's fine. Whatever your your belief is, is obviously, you know, we here at Friday Talk, we support you, whatever your belief is. And, but having said that, if you're, if you have this structure in your mind of good versus evil, and if you believe in an afterlife, then you have to believe at some point, I would assume, that not everything in the afterlife is going to be pleasant. If you didn't leave a, lead the the kind of life that would merit maybe some sort of paradise then there's different types of uh underworld entities that obviously through history have been told and you know how it is with stories stories change as time goes on myths have things added to it or taken away but there's certain things that haven't changed with a lot of the myths that are out there so billy when we say the underworld, what comes to mind for you?
1: First, for me, is the idea that people are looking for understanding for life for life after death. And so one of the things that I find that is very common in that regard is the idea of who people have. Religion helps indicate where they are and where they're going. However... What if you're atheist? Don't have that belief, right? Religion has different interpretations of life after, it. and so I think that one of the most popular characters to me is obviously the devil or Satan. Can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's perfect. Yes, yeah, there you go. Okay, so I so the devil is the most popular. Satan, Lucifer, Beelzebub, all the names he's called is the most popular because Christianity is the most popular in the world. And so I find that the devil is obviously the greatest underworld figure, but he actually, there are others that have preceded him. And so we can think of Hades. We can also think of, recently I was talking to a colleague who is Islamic. She mentioned, she said, do you know what jinns are? And I said, what is a jinn?" And so she said a jinn is a, a, a ghoul, a figure that is part of Muslim customs. And they're often, um, cautious not to accidentally hurt um, others, but they share earth with humans. And so as hmm. a result, it, it, it's a great um, fascination, but he, the guy that which they report to, his name is called Shaitan. S-H-A-I-T-A-N.
0: Ah, and, he, I and
1: he's actually the devil. He is the devil, and, or the, 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 the ideal of the devil. Interesting enough about shins, about Jin, they fear iron. <laughs> I thought it was okay. very interesting. I was like, boom, how does that work? <laughs> and they're stronger and faster than humans, but they fear iron, and they serve the shaitan. Interesting.
0: Yeah, and, and, you know, we have this idea of that our underworld figures, um, You know, are the underworld figures completely solely based upon demons or whatever? Well, you know, if you go based upon Christian beliefs, um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, would they be considered an underworld figure? You talk about famine. You talk about plague. They're not the devil, but we know they don't bring around great things. It's supposed to be some sort of, you know, cleansing because the four horsemen of the apocalypse come around. And I think that it's very easy to get lost in myths. Would you agree, Billy, it's very easy for one yeah. myth to spin or to even connect to another myth?
1: I think so. I think that we <laughs> myths are very similar to fairy tales. Right? But also, myths also have moral codes or stories. So they're not quite fables entirely. But man is... say con- no, it's not man, but humans are constantly looking for ways to help interpret life and to help govern your behavior. And so if you don't have something to look up to or aspire to, like a deity of some sort, um, or there are folks who have that faith-based system, then a human is questioned in terms of his own existence. We're able to understand fully our own world and understand the existence of other things, but we're still in the quest of understanding how we got here and why we got here. And so I think that's why these underworld figures exist, and they are fascinating. It doesn't help that Hollywood um, film, right. of course, and as well as comic book industry have really played off very well into this genre. And yes. one of the uh, – we talked about earlier, like Hades. Hades is a fascinating character because he is the god of the underworld. He's the brother of Zeus, um, and he – took dominion of the underworld in a very interesting way. When I read the chronicles of his story, Hades is weak, he's pale, unattractive, and desiring things that man has, but yet looked down upon as this oddity in society. And that's no different than any of the figures that we see when it comes to um, underworld figures. They're never attractive. Think about that. Right. They're never attractive. They look like animals. <laughs> and yeah. they're very um, beastly. And often many of the, the, the one of the more popular colors associated with them is the color red. And mm-hmm. they ha- hold this desire to take over the human life or the living. They like to frequent and dwell among the living. And I find it very interesting because if you have a whole world where you could be where you want to be, then why do you want to be up here? And so right. um, I, I find this interesting because there's a question that came in just now. Thank you, Denise, for this. She says, have you heard of Yama in Buddhist, Buddhism? Yes. That's quite interesting.
0: Yes. So Yama in – in um... It could be Hinduism and Buddhism, let me say that. Yeah. Uh, Yama is basically, the belief is that as you go upon your life, you have this book where all of your deeds and everything is written. And Yama essentially has control when you die of that book. Okay, of whatever your deeds were, uh, Yama has control of those things. And so it's, it's known as the, um, the Book of Destiny. And it has a record of the entire person's life. Um, And though Yama, according to the Hindu mythology, uh, Yama was the first human to die. Okay? And because he was the first human to die, uh, became the ruler of the underworld. But not just uh, the ruler of the underworld, Yama is seen as the king of all ancestors, the king of the ghosts, and the king of justice. And... The this particular god of death, Yama, has two hounds, which people fear, uh, but it none of these, nor Yama, nor any of these hounds have any type of, in the books, any type of true wickedness to them.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: yes, Yama, the, the myth of Yama is that she, he is a, well, it's a, a deity. So it's the, the underworld figure that essentially controls your book of destiny when you die, because they were the first human to die.
1: Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to compare that now to Lucifer. Okay. Lucifer was a fallen angel. He was actually a very, the way he's depicted is a jealous angel in in God's world. And he was cast out of God's kingdom. Because of his of his um, unique approaches or perspectives on what he wanted, right? He wanted to be revered. He wanted to be respected. He wanted, in a way, to be God. So he's cast out by the archangel Michael. Cast down, decides to take on a human form that twists the ideology of what the what humans are like, which is what we see at the caricature and way we look at the devil today. What's happened in movies, though, is that the devil itself has become such a strong entity. Sometimes we can't see him. We see him manifest in other forms. So, for instance, uh, um, oh, gosh, what's the movie with the girl who splits feet soon? I can't remember the movie.
0: The Exorcist?
1: The Exorcist. <laughs> the devil makes an appearance He or something like him or a derivative of him, right? Rosemary's right. baby Freaky with the devil And makes his baby right. So right. the fact that something so powerful Can exist among us It's like that's, it's, it's possible Now that I think about it It's kind of possible Because if, if the world did not have enough good We wouldn't still be here today If there was the good among us Then why can't the evil exist too And so right. There's a question that came in now that from diana she says i like when under i like when underworld figures come and immerse themselves among humans what movies inspire you to participate or to appreciate this theme and in, 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 if any so think about that let's think about the arrival of underworld figures it doesn't even have to be the devil in the name. there are other examples what movies right. come to mind for you where underworld figures come and they hang out like the rest of us
0: well, the one so okay. I like the show Lucifer quite a bit. Right. Yeah. I do like the show yeah. Lucifer quite a bit. But when I, and I know we said it doesn't necessarily have to be the devil, but the devil's advocate was an excellent film, and Al Pacino plays the part of the devil, and he encompasses that right. So he did such a great job with that. But when we talk about underworld figures. It depends what you consider an underworld figure. If you consider an underworld figure anything that is already deceased, then zombies mm-hmm. fall in that category. Um, Would vampires, I mean, vampires are immortal, but they're technically dead. They don't have souls. So are they also considered underworld figures? So that's where it gets a little bit into the gray area. I did like mm-hmm. very much the movie The Devil's Advocate. In the, in the film The Witch, even though it was a brief appearance, a black goat plays the part of the devil. And, and of, of course, in the show Lucifer, you know, in the show Lucifer, for those of you that haven't seen it, folks, it makes you root for Lucifer. It's done in such a, a, a comedic and, and entertaining way that it makes you root for this character. And so I think that Hollywood does a very good job of that, but it, it's difficult because when the story is done properly, do you end up liking the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, Billy, in, in your experience with the films that you've seen and so on and so forth, is there any that stand out to you in particular of a, a portrayal of an underworld figure?
1: Absolutely. The movie Underworld. Oh, it's yeah. Underworld itself. Example, yeah. because I don't know if we can call them underworld figures, but if you look at the lichen <laughs> like the wolves, the the wolves and how they have, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're hated by vampires. They've had a battle for centuries. They seem Mm -hmm. to live on the outskirts of humanity, just like Dracula in a sense, but at some point they want to take over. And while they're battling, they're also battling for humanity and power over humanity. So it takes the world of underworld and makes it almost like another world because Just when we think we're in the underworld, the underworld is really us. There's a whole other world that's beyond us that we don't know. Right, right.
0: And, you know, you mentioned the film franchise Underworld, and I have to give a shout-out to our good buddy Max here, who's always writing in questions. Max, thank you so much for listening. Max says, what do you make of the Underworld movie franchise? It in itself is a great depiction of Underworld figures. So thank you, Max. Great minds think alike. Yeah, and listen, I enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed all of the movies of uh, the Underworld. I, I thought it was phenomenal how they were done. And it, something about the lighting and the darkness of that movie, of those movies, the franchise, I just, I thought that they were, it was well made. I didn't see it as horror. I saw it more as a thriller
1: type of movie. But it was
0: just very, very intriguing, the portrayal of those figures.
1: I also found it quite interesting because it it played off on the idea of like almost mafia like because there was this whole other order and there's a hierarchy in each of the kingdoms of each of the, the species type from Dracula right. the vampires. I thought it was a great franchise. I also like that Celine, who is the female per- and ta- the protagonist, she is on the balance between. They even give her a love story. That's interesting. We don't get that often. And, and we're talking, right. to folks, for those of you who don't know the Underworld franchise, it's almost 20 years old, actually. Came out in the early or mid 2000s. They've had three iterations of it from Underworld 1, Underworld 2, and then there was a third one I don't recall what was titled. Rise of the Light. It was a great, great example of it, of Underworld. Um, because for once, we don't have devils, we have other characters that make who we are.
0: Right. I think that one – I don't know if the second or the third one was Rise of the Lichens. I don't I, I don't recall, but I do know that that was such a great uh, franchise, and we recommend it. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Max, that was an excellent mm-hmm. question. I have another one here for you, uh, Billy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where, and this comes from Bill254. So okay. the question is a little deep, Billy, but we're both going to answer it. So I'm not. I'm not going to leave you out here by yourself, my friend. It says, what are your takes on life after death? I know it's deep. That's a good question, Bill.
1: Um, I'll say what I think life after death looks like. This, I, I, I am in a dueling reality of what that may mean because, from a spiritual point, obviously, if we love horror, we must. Ex- We somehow accept that there could be things that we cannot explain in human nature, right? So I hold to the philosophy that there is possibility that there is something greater or beyond that we know. Because when we leave and this house that we have a body is gone, where does that go? I've had the unfortunate um, experience of watching a dear loved one pass away on their last breath. And the moment that person leaves or escapes, that the, the life leaves the body, it's the windows to the soul, which are the eyes, are what tells you a lot. It tells you a lot. You can, And I saw at that moment that person was no longer home, right? So I felt, well, where do they go? We're all energy, right? So energy, you know, even the animals, the, the roaches we spray in our house are all examples of energy. When we let them go, they go back into the universe, so I feel that what happens with all of us, all living things, even a tree, we get absorbed back into the earth in a different way, as the old adage as says, "ashes to ashes, dust to dust." We come, we return. We're seventy percent water, our bodies, so therefore we must return back, just like any other element of nature, back to earth. What do you think?
0: I think you can't believe in the paranormal if you do not believe in life after death. Right, I think when you literally believe that there is uh, some type of apparition, some type of um uh you know spirit, some type of soul uh some type of poltergeist um you mm-hmm. do believe in some way, shape or form in life after death i uh I do believe there is something I obviously don't know what it is, but I do believe that it's something I feel like it's almost um it's almost arrogant to believe that this is that, that there isn't something else okay now i know that in times uh many different cultures believe in reincarnation mm-hmm. right and you 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 are this in in this time or this world and then you're you're something else in another one and so i do believe that there is something in reference to is, is there something after death i believe there is Clearly, I don't know what it is, but I, I do want to say that you – I feel like it's very hypocritical for someone to say – anybody to say, well, I believe in paranormal, I believe in ghosts, but I don't believe in life after death because – or I don't believe in there's something else after death because those two things are connected.
1: Hmm. That's a good point. There's a question coming yeah. in from Amanda. there's a question coming in now from Amanda – Nadine, but before I read it, I just want to remind everyone you're listening to Fright Talk on <laughs> Friday Live, June 18th. <laughs> Listen, we talk about Underworld, and then we get all these technology challenges, but we're making it work. And if you'd like to continue sending your request, although our call is four seven five three nine five three seven two, you can go ahead and inbox us like you're doing right now. And that is at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com or hit us up on Fright Talk, guys on Instagram or on NTABS, N-T-A-B-S-C-H <laughs> on Instagram. And I got to read what Amanda's saying here. What a day, right, Nadine? Amanda I writes, know. the Egyptians have a fascinating interpretation fascinating. of the underworld. Have yeah. you read any literature about it? I like how they believe in gates to different spaces. I can actually start this and you can add in if you like. So I was fascinated to learn that each of these gates, it helps explain kind of like why we see these pyramids the way we do. And so these gates, they're actually like 14 gates, <laughs> and, and, or 12 gates in, the, in Egyptology. And each of these gates leads to a different space or place. Furthermore, each of these gates also, if you are royalty, there are certain gates for certain individuals. And so right. even the funeraries that took place were quite interesting. You know, there were even guardians of these gates. There were over a thousand deities that represented or guarded these gates. And I thought to myself, well, that kind of explains the caverns that we see in pyramids, the structures that we see. Also, Egyptians also were part, no different than the modern societies in, in looking at predictive systems, using predictive systems to help predict or, uh, or foreshadow or foretell. Um, um, episodes or circumstances that occur to humans. And so I found that the, the gates were quite different, and they're each different with different purposes. So I don't want to go through each one. I pulled it up on the on the blog, or on the Internet, actually. I'll just share this. Um, you know, the second gate is called, the guardian gate is, is called Swallower of Sinners, and his gate precedes a lake of fire. So if you go to gate two, you're going to fire. So if you're a sinner, you're going to gate two. <laughs> But if you're going to date three, there's another guardian. He's actually a snake. But <laughs> the portal is, um, in itself, is a mistress of food. And so it's, it, it says that the, it, it, it's, inter, it's interdicted to the dead because it is in a place where Ra draws his breath. So anyone who knows who Ra, Ra is the god of the underworld, the dead. Sometimes mm-hmm. in, in mythology, Egypt, Egyptology, he, um, he looks like a cat. <laughs> can't mm-hmm. understand or explain what... um, entity he looks like but they're all these individuals. You have these guardians that represent each of the gates. So depending on your actions in life, there's a certain gate that you would go to. And each of them are are, are, are a deity, such as the the Lady of Duration, Shining One, um, access to a a flaming state, which is Osiris, which I thought was very interesting. I mean, there's all these like situations and caverns. I don't know how to keep up. So I, I don't want to criticize Amanda, but I will say I'm fascinated equally as you. And, you know, it's, we can't cast stones at primitive um, societies because the David we look today, they probably think "Well, we're in heaven, but all the mushrooms we have. Yeah. And,
0: and Egyptian mythology. Thank you for the question, Amanda. Egyptian mythology is very, very interesting. Um, yeah. I believe there was one God that it was believed that when you died, your soul. It was almost like, um, imagine your soul was an orb, and then this, this god would decide where, which gate your soul would go to. And so, it's really interesting. Um, again, a lot of these, um, these belief systems, um, you know, when it comes to Egyptian mythology or Egyptian beliefs, um, there was a heavy belief in the afterlife. So, there was an right. incentive to lead a good life because if not, the belief was you can come back in another life as something
1: undesirable. Mm. And so
0: in some, in some way, you think to yourself, well, is it something that was
1: believed, which it was, mm-hmm. but was
0: it also created to keep people in line while they were alive? With the understanding that if you lead a good life, you will be rewarded or you'll be reincarnated
1: as uh,
0: maybe a better version of yourself and not
1: a cockroach per se. I find the idea, Nadine, you got me thinking. I find the idea of leading a good life for some kind of reward, it's almost no different, you know, and, and the idea of when we were kids, I know you and I didn't get this luxury, but I used to hear some of my friends say, oh, I got all A's, of, you know, did good, got good grades in the first nine weeks, or fourth nine weeks of my schooling. My mom gave me a $20, or they took me out for pizza or things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like yeah. an incentivized process, right? Human behavior becomes right. incentivized. You behave now, and you will be able to go to an eternal, everlasting, happy place. But if not, you're going to pay in pain for the rest of your life. and. Right. That's, it, that's a scary tall order because if you're hearing that as a child and if you allow that to govern you, it will govern you <laughs> for the rest of your life. So the more you become aware and the more educated you become, you start to question things. And so we get to look at that from a religious or faith-based aspect. But then somewhere on the other side, we are based in reality, we have science. And so you get these always these colliding forces or dueling forces on these notions And then it makes these characters that we see almost even more fanatical, right? But why is it, Nadine, the devil is still the most powerful um, figure? And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Christianity and Catholicism are the most highly recognized religions, right? It doesn't mean that Judaism also has an entity or a beast that represents it as well. You have other examples across um, faith systems, even voodoo. Even voodoo has its Mm -hmm. own characters and individuals. And so I think the more religious, because you could be a spiritual person and not be very committed to religiosity at a certain level. But if you're a spiritual person, then you're also welcoming the idea that something is beyond our understanding that can help interpret, if not supersede human existence. So I think it's all quite fascinating and a bit scary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Billy, let me ask you a question.
0: This is this is not one of the sure. questions that came in. This is a question from me to you. Is the idea of the devil a fear tactic?
1: Yes, it is. I think it is. I mean, it's no different than a boogeyman. You know, when you're a kid, you go to sleep. Right. You, you don't behave. A boogeyman or or. <laughs> or Oh Krampus. <laughs> Let's get or some Krampus. examples here, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right, uh, right. So you
1: get these examples. If you don't do right, you're going to get in trouble. There's some other entity out there, or, or what was the other guy that the movie that's coming out? I'm, I'm so like lost on names this year. Um, you know, you, you say his name in the mirror, and he comes with the uh, hook. I Forgot his name. Candyman. Oh, Candyman. Candyman. Yeah. There's another example. Don't say the names three times. Even Beetlejuice, my goodness, he's an example of underworld. There's thought about that. So even <laughs> Beetlejuice is, is an underworld figure, right? But then right. what if, um, I got a question for you, Nanadine. There are underworld figures that also become part of humanity, like zombies. Are they underworld? What do we call them? What are they classified as? Like, is a zombie an underworld figure? Like it, I mean, it it, because it's among us. us. Yeah. It's not living in some other place. It's hanging out with us, and we don't want to see them here. You know,
0: right? And see, that, see, that's where it gets a little confusing because a zombie, dead, um, are they demonic? Eh, not really. I'm not sure. I guess it, it. I think that many people have a different idea of what they feel is an underworld figure or what they feel is dead or not. I mean, zombies by character are supposed to be dead, right? So, but are they classified in the underworld? I'm not so sure. I I think that for some people they might, the same way they might vampires and for some people uh, they wouldn't.
1: Got another thought for you and then we'll get to the next question that, that just popped in on my side. Here's another idea. When we pass away In most cases, even primitive societies, people were buried in something or down in something, right? Or placed in something. So the idea that underworld or life after to receive downward is understood Mm -hmm. that the underworld is naturally under. So what if all this, this living that we have is over, that the underworld is actually above us? What if the script were flipped differently? And that if everything that we know is actually above us, because it's easy to say that life after is above us, because we look in the sky, it's beautiful. It's celestial. We get, obviously, the stars. We get rainbows. We get clouds. We see the sun. All these things, especially the sun, that is important for our existence. So I can Mm -hmm. see why good is associated with sun, even from a primitive standpoint in that regard. So the afterlife is somewhere up there. I'm ascending. And the bad life is below down here because I'm being buried or placed on right. you know, right. close to the earth, you know. So I, I thought that whole symbolism is quite fascinating. Cause... Got a question for you, Nadine. Chris writes, if a new movie could be created about an underworld figure, who would it be, in your opinion, and why?
0: I like the idea of having Yama, a movie about Yama, believe it or not. Oh. I, I find it to be so interesting. So – you know, the idea that everything we do in our lives, whether it's good or bad, is in a book of destiny, things that we are destined to do, and that somebody owns or has control of that book so that when you pass away, that person looks at it and says, this is your book of destiny. You know, I'm the God of death. I'm the, the king of justice. I'm the king of ghosts. And I have your your destiny of your life is here. And now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I mean, I just find that fascinating. And to be honest with you, I think that by creating, you know, look, the movies about the devil and Lucifer have been so overdone. It's just been done a lot, you know. And even Hades in a lot of the the Greek mythology and some of the, the films of the Titans and stuff like that, Hades is a figure that appears quite a bit. But I think it would be great to... Number one, it'll expand our horizons culturally, okay, to other figures that others may not have known of. And number two, I just think that there's so – how can I put this? I feel that there's figures that are far more fascinating than the devil that could That's have it. a story or a movie about them. So what would mm. your figure be? If we can create a
1: movie about
0: one of those figures, what would it be for you, Billy?
1: Well, oh, actually, I would love to see – I don't even know if I'm going to call this. Horror meets historical fiction. I don't know. But where we took Persephone, the story of Persephone from Greek mythology and how every year Hades would come, you know, it helps the story on her departure on Earth. She's a deity and she gets taken away and, you know, the whole deal. The deal is her story would be fascinating because what got her there, she actually was ruled there. So maybe there was love. And so it'd be kind of neat to see how that would play out because also too, she's actually like this unspoken or unofficial queen of the undead of, of the rule of the underworld, but only right. ha- gets to hang out there for like a six month period. So I would love to see that. And I would also like to see some of the other characters that are associated in that world. I know like, for instance, in the underworld, you got the river six, you know, and, you know, folks, you know, you got that aspect, you got all these hangout spaces. You even have another example, Cerebrus, which is a three-headed dog. You get all these examples right. of things that we see today that are beastly, but what if they all could talk? And what if, for instance, the River Six gave her comfort, and the Cerebrus actually became some allies, some actual Yoda, in a sense, of the underworld, instead of just a guardian at the, at the gate? So this could be really an interesting twist that could really um, introduce the, the, the genre or the, or, the, or, the, or the mythology to everyone. We read all these mythologies, folks, when we were in, in middle school. I think you can recall that as well. They're not taught yeah, today, yeah. and they're not commonly no. associated. I, I find myself as a college professor, and, and um, speaking of these things, and I keep remembering the audience, but the one who's not an underworld figure, but she's close to it because of the curse she has, is Medusa. I mean, if you think about right. it, Medusa's role – I mean, she's highly sexualized in some of the movies and things I've seen her as. And she, her story itself, all these women were were victimized. There was all this, and they vilify the women in a lot of ways in some of these stories. It's quite interesting, even when the men did them wrong. Um, And so... I think that these characters that play on the netherworld or, on the, on the, or teetering on the fence of life and death, whatever the worlds are, I think it's kind of neat to see how they play out of, through the point of view of persistence. Pers- pers- I thought it would be neat. This is a neat thought. That's
0: interesting. You know, Billy, I had a, when, when this topic came up, a friend of mine texted me, and, and she was like, well, by underworld figures, do you mean like Ursula from The Little Mermaid? And I'm like, you know what? That's a great example. That is
1: Ursula different. from the Little
0: Mermaid is a great example of an underworld figure. Yeah, underworld
1: figure. yeah, I yeah. thought that that was pretty that's a good. Very good example. Yeah. I have a question I here like the for you, Billy. Nadine. Before you go to your question, I just want to share. I yeah. like the interpretation that people have of underworld, because even that moment I was like, oh yeah, that is right. I'm, so, but then again, it goes back to what I deem as underworld, because Nadine and I like horror, <laughs> so that's where our brains right. go. I'm just fascinated where right. other people's minds go, which we appreciate. So thanks for that. Yeah, absolutely. The question here is from Stenson.
0: Stenson, thank you for your question. It says, in Christianity, the devil is an underworld figure, of course. What's your take on his portrayal in today's movies and films? So, you know, we kind of answered this one already. But um, well, what do you take – what's your take on how the devil is currently portrayed?
1: Info. I love Lucifer on Netflix, Nadine. You and I love him. Yeah. I love the yeah, show. Good. It yeah. started on Fox. It migrated over to Netflix. I like the fact that it's humanizing the devil it you know because if he's the devil, he's bad, then it must be okay to be a freak right <laughs> like like right, when plays right on it, right. it it like it, it teeters if there is that teetering again on that fence of like, okay, this is funny. But there are, like, serious moments in the storyline, too, that are quite fascinating. And you get some of these other characters that come in. I think of all the modern-day depictions of the devil, I would say Lucifer is hands down the best. It's taken a whole different spin and made us appreciate. I'll give you one more that I think I know works well in that regard, too, and that is – you know, the, the, the dark adventures of Sabrina, you turned me on to this, Nadine. Yes. And, yes, you know, Sabrina the be. Teenage Witch. I mean, right. it's dark. And oh it my is. gosh, like, you, there is an example there. I mean, now witches being daughters of the devil, right? Servants right. of the devil. So we even go there. So they are among the humans, but they idolize this underworld figure. So I thought that was quite interesting. And I like, I don't know why I'm so. When I get covens and witches yeah, in me. any storyline, <laughs> I seem to be okay with witches for some reason. And when they're prettier and they're, and, they're, and they're attractive, that makes it fun. But I like when we get other stories about them, like the movie The Craft, where we actually get a, yeah. a decent storyline that kind of makes sense. And it helps reinforce the bullying aspect and all those aspects. Wow, are mm-hmm. discovering your gifts. And so I, I think that was a great question. I, today's Lucifer is definitely not just some monster anymore. He looks just like us. Or she. We haven't seen the devil as a she yet, like, either. True. True. hmm I got a question for you. It's, it, this is from hmm. Unknown, but there's no name. <laughs> um, okay. The religion has underworld figures. Look it up. You'll like it. I'm sure we will, Unknown. Have you guys seen the movie The Serpent and the Rainbow? Do you remember that movie? I saw it in the eighties. It's like eighties movie. This is crazy. Okay, wait a movie? second. Let me, let me. I'm gonna
0: ask. I'm gonna ask you because there was a movie that I saw. It was in the eighties. Like the movie was from the eighties. I saw it probably in the early nineties. Um, I don't know what it was called. Was this about like I? Th- there's just this image in my head from the movie—a scene where like a needle goes into a guy's eye. I don't know if it was trying to revive his body i'm not sure if that yes okay I...
1: you're in it yes and it's based in haiti um there's this whole yeah voodoo yes. they bury Correct. him in the ground yeah um, yeah it's is that the same movie it's it's yeah it, it yeah it does okay and okay it, it's a white male he gets in love and a little freaky with <laughs> one of the black co-stars um yes you're and it has zombies I'm trying to remember and play it in my head because the plot wasn't so clear and I was much younger, but I remember it being creepy cool. It was very different, and it brought the occult into horror in a very clever way. Right. And, I, yeah. and it also sent some other subliminal messages, too. I wouldn't say, though, because I'm not familiar, unknown to the underworld figures of Voodoo. I, I, I can understand No, it neither am I. And we'll definitely look it up. Yeah, yeah. But I can say that that movie in itself, is definitely a launch pad or a bridge to those, so I will definitely you know check it out. Any thoughts? On that, yeah. and thank you for here? the
0: throwback memory, by the way,
1: because I completely forgot about that
0: movie. Uh, that was great. Yeah. yeah, that was good stuff. Thank you so much, Unknown. All right, I have a question here for you from Greg. It says, why do you think afterlife figures are seen as animals or beasts more
1: than humans? What do you think, Nadine? That's a good question. <laughs> I
0: think that. People tend to – people think humans are basic. That's why. And so what do you do to – you know, we see people all the time, right? So how do you change that? So in some cases, when you want to create a beast, a beast or something that's half human or can stand seven feet tall – and looks like a go. it just gives off uh, a sense of power, a sense of intimidation that people are not used to, because you may not be intimidated by other people, but if you see a beast or a creature that you're not used to seeing, you would be, you know, from a story, uh, story standpoint, you would be intimidated or maybe to incite fear. I think that's probably why. It's just a different description um, to go about showing how different entity can be? What do you think, Billy?
1: Oh, boy. That's a good question. I think the reason why I agree with what you said, but I also say I love what you said about the beast um, being a representation of humor, humans. It's a metaphor. It's a it's, a, it's a, almost like this this metaphor of what humans can are, are, are on the inside when we become destructive, when we are misbehaving. We are animals. And also, too, it's easier to make these these afterlife or underworld figures, animals, to scare people. It helps reinforce the scare factor because if they look just like us and they're pretty hot, then it'll probably uh, uh, attract or encourage something else. The fact that they are um, not like us or they're derivatives of us only reinforces the idea that, well, maybe this is real and and that could be scary in itself. And so, yeah, I, I think that's a, I think this is a great op- – I think that's a great question. I also think, too, that if animals or beasts are, are, are more – animals and beasts are not humans in the sense that they can't think like humans. And so that also encourages the idea that there is this other this entity, this notion, this concept. I don't know. I just think it's, it's this is a really good question because it has me thinking very much about all of that if it didn't have a human visage, then we probably think it's more fanatical and we wouldn't believe it. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Billy, I have one here for you from Tan. Tan says, who has one of
1: the most interesting
0: underworld figures in history who has been, in your opinion?
1: Besides Christianity and Catholicism, if I had to see what Hollywood and, and international film audiences have encouraged, it would have to be the devil." <laughs> The devil would be yeah. probably the most um, powerful. I don't think we get enough of these other, the other coverages of these other cultures, especially if they're criminal cultures that are no longer today. And so if it's not a major religion, like, for instance, Buddhism is a major religion, but what trumps Buddhism, uh, what trumps things, Buddhism or Christianity, right? So I think right. we're more likely to see the devil and to see derivatives of it, but the devil is a man. The Bible portrays him as a man. But what if the devil were a woman? Because it's said that nothing worse than a woman scorn. We talked about mm-hmm. the on this show, um, female serial killers. We've seen what they've done, yeah. and right. some of them never get caught. I mean, how many criminal women do we True. know out here who never got caught because they were women and they were perceived not to be that superior? So I'm I'm just so I'm fascinated and, and perplexed as well, and a bit fearful, <laughs> a bit fearful the unknown <laughs> a bit there. Um, But I think that of all the ones there, I think
0: the devil is it. What do you think? I think it's the Grim Reaper. I didn't think of that. (laughs) I think it's the Grim Reaper because you need to assuming the, you know, hell exists or the underworld or whatever, who takes you there? Who decides that that's when it's time? And it's it's always portrayed, the Grim Reaper is always portrayed, you know, wearing this hooded, long, you know, doesn't have a soul, it's Filled with souls, rather. I actually think that, in my opinion, the the most interesting one is the Grim Reaper. Because you think about it. The Grim Re- Reaper doesn't work for God. Grim Reaper doesn't work for the devil. It's just death. So I would say, in my opinion, I believe the Grim Reaper is probably the most interesting underworld figure.
1: Mm. Do you remember an episode, season two of American Horror Story, not sure if you recall it, where the angel of death, which is the Grim Reaper, comes and kisses each of its victims or, or passengers? And I forgot the lady who played it, but she played in Six Feet Under. She was the, the, the mother in that show. And she would uh-huh. kiss yes, yes. these these characters. And I thought that was so interesting to give that perspective, that, I, that, that you know, there was a sudden release and after kissing, she would draw their life, and they would go with her. And I thought that's a great example because the Grim Reaper is somebody got okay. When it's time to go, how do you know where to go? You know, there's no different right. when you come in the world. How do you know where to go? Because you don't know where to go because somebody has to help you get there. So I think it's yeah. interesting that you brought the Grim Reaper. <laughs> the Grim Reaper is a great example of an underworld figure, and it's skeletal. It's I mean, look at even in Scrooge, Charles Dickens portrayed him right, or it, right. right, in that regard. And I and, and it's it's this, this messenger, this 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 it's almost like this this spiritual Uber <laughs> that takes you to where you need to go. Yeah. I think that's a great character. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Hey, I got one coming in, Nadine, for you from Renee. This was an interesting question. She says, I like the podcast. I found you guys on Spotify. Thank you, Renee. Thank and you, Renee. R- Renee writes, have you guys read Dante's Inferno? Great portrayal of the underworld. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Renee, first of all, thank you for listening in to the
0: show. We really appreciate it. And keep listening to us on Spotify and all the other episodes. We so appreciate that. There's something like 20-something episodes on Spotify right now. Um, yes, Dante's Inferno. It's a throwback, but it is a great, great novel. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they also made it into a movie, but I read the book. I don't recall seeing the movie. Um, phenomenal. Phenomenal, and it is a very uh, interesting portrayal. It's always interesting to see other people's um, identification of what they consider to be the underworlds, right, Billy? Right, because if we we're talking right. about that. How people have different opinions about it on what it is. But yes, uh, folks out there, thank you, Renee. That was a great suggestion. If you have not read Dante's Inferno, read Dante's Inferno. If you're looking for something to read, if you're not a reader and you prefer watch the movie, I haven't seen the, well, the movie. I don't recall seeing it, but I remember reading the book, and it was excellent.
1: I read it in college as well, and. <laughs> I was at Barnes & Noble when life was normal pre-pandemic. <laughs> I remember seeing, and you know the, 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 the inexpensive, I think I may have told you this or gifted it to you, Nadim, I'm not sure. It was a book on Dante's Inferno. Maybe I have it here in, in, at the home studio. But it was a wonderfully, beautifully bound book on Dante's Inferno, and I couldn't help but pick it up because it was fiery red. And for those of you who don't know Dante's Inferno, it's a story about um, Christ taking Dante, who had this dreamer vision, and Christ leads him into the different caverns of hell. And each time he would go lower and lower and lower, he would go into the darker places and spaces of hell. He encountered different sinners um, of life. And it's also mm-hmm. a very really dense read. So when you're reading it, you've got to read it. But I always ask my students, when I taught it years ago, 20 plus years ago, or early days in, in, as a college instructor, I remember telling this, who was the ones who were closest to the devil himself at the lowest level, and those are the ones who were the nonbelievers. And so I thought it was very interesting that Dante's Inferno was led. You got this Christ figure leading Dante through underworld, through hell, and it was supposedly a dream or a vision that he had. Right, right. Pretty interesting. Awesome. Did he, awesome. did Thank you so much for that
0: one more. On my I, I do have one here, um, and mm-hmm. I'll read it really quick, and we can go to yours. Uh, it's from Jackie. She says, my favorite underworld figure <laughs> is Hades. We spoke about Hades. What's your take on him and how he's portrayed today?
1: I love Hades. I think Hades – I love them in the movie. There was a You know the, the Clash of the Titans when they remade it? Yes. And it made yes, it modern so, version? Yeah. I love how he arrived there. And, like, yeah, like was a great portrayal. Yeah. Classic. So I, I I think, and I, I've always associated with Hades, not that I am Hades, folks, sorry, but I just thought it was a fascinating character. And you, Nadine?
0: Yeah,
1: I, I loved it. I
0: loved it. I, I think that I like, you know, sometimes he's portrayed as like a,
1: a weakling
0: with a darker side, you know, and I kind of like that he has a much darker side than what people think when he's actually in the underworld. So I, I just the whole Olympian aspect of it, I think is phenomenal.
1: You know, our last question that's coming in the Dean, it's actually one pertaining to our next show. So Pedro writes, thank you for the show. What's next for Fright Talk? Keep, Fright Talk, keep up the good work. And we're, we, we have some news for you, um, Pedro. I can tell you now, looking at our schedule, coming up July 2nd, which is two weeks from today, I can't believe we're already in July, hunted historic sites and memorials in America. So in, to commemorate the uh, Independence Day. We thought it would be nice to look at some haunted historic sites and memorials in, in America. So we're definitely going to be looking at that, followed by St. Augustine, Florida. So, you know, the Nadim, on your way back, you should stop through there. <laughs> well, I actually <laughs> visited I actually visited a,
0: a haunted courtroom, but I'll save that up like two days ago. But I'll save that story That's for awesome. the next show. Yes, yes. It was uh, interesting. We'll call it that. Uh, folks, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We know you, you guys are – reaching out and you're hearing um, all of our shows and we really appreciate the outpouring of love. Follow us on Instagram. You can always DM us on Instagram too. Fright Talks on Instagram. We have about 24 hours of content on Spotify. So you listen to today's show. You're like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Go back and listen to all the amazing episodes. We so appreciate the love and email us at Fright Talk Guys at gmail and follow us on Instagram. We, we truly appreciate the, the love. We have a lot of exciting things coming up. Our merch store is going to be up soon, so we should be able to, to give you some information uh, soon about that. But, yes, thank you again. Thank you for following us in this journey through and over the underworld.
1: Until next time, folks, have a great weekend, and stay tuned. More to come.